Cleo. Hey, this is Cleo with CleoYogaFinance.com, and I'm your host of Financially Free with Cleo. Welcome back for another episode. And this is a show where we shift mindsets with real and raw money conversations with everyday people, empowering you to take action, appreciate the journey, and live the lifestyle you desire financially, mentally, and physically. Today, I'm going to be talking about Black communities and how we need more action and less talking, especially when it comes to finances. So I am from Nashville, Tennessee. So I grew up, uh, started growing up in South Nashville in Edge Hill. And for those who are from Nashville or familiar with Nashville, know that that is the projects, the hood, the ghetto, or whatever you want to call it low-income neighborhood, poor neighborhood, whatever you want to call it, that's where I started growing up. When I was in about fourth grade, uh, that's when I moved to West Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, my mom, she got a Habitat house at the time, which was right across the street from Preston Taylor, uh, which is the project. So even though my mom had a Habitat house, it was still the hood. It was still low-income neighborhood poor neighborhood, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I grew up in inner city, low income neighborhoods in a black community um, with lots of potential, lots of talent, lots of uh, intelligence, lots of great people uh, with lack of resources in a lot of areas. Um, I went to Pearl Cone High School. I was at Tennessee State University as well, graduated from there. Um, so I'm very familiar with the black community in Nashville, even though as of today, I've been, I've relocated. It's been eight years now since I relocated several times over my life. So I haven't lived in Nashville in the last eight years, but I'm 36. Uh, so I've spent most of my life in Nashville, although it's changed a lot over the last several years, but something that has not changed is in the black community, I know there's a lot, especially now with the whole Black Lives Matter movement, there's been a lot of discussions around black businesses, black communities, and just black life in general. And I think there's a lot of talk, a lot of people talking and not really saying a lot. And there's a lot of people saying what they will do or what they can do or what they might do or what other people should do, yet they aren't doing anything but talking. And I feel that we, and when I say we, including myself, I feel like we all should do more. I feel that we all should do more and go beyond our biggest efforts if we really want to see change, especially when it comes to Black communities and our money, Black communities and our finances, personal finances and business finances. Because when I look at other communities, I feel that it's not that they are better than Black people, us. I don't feel like they are better than black communities. I feel like we're just as talented, just as um, capable of making these great decisions. But sometimes I feel that we lack certain resources. I feel that we uh, are still stuck in certain mindsets that are holding us back. Uh, not that I'm making excuses because you know we all are capable of overcoming uh, financial hardships or just life challenges in general, we're all capable of overcoming things. But I think 
that a lot of us need to take a look at ourselves and ask ourselves, what are we doing in our own communities? I think we voice a lot of opinions on social media about what they should do, what they should do, or what they didn't do, or what they didn't do. You know, even when it comes to, you know, a lot of us parents getting on to teachers saying, oh, teachers should teach this and teach that. Well, are you teaching your own kids how to manage some money? I think I do agree that uh, more money, more financial classes should be in schools, starting from preschool, <laughs> should start in a daycare. <laughs> they should have some money exercises because let's be honest, you know, babies, kids, they learn a lot at a very young age. And there are ways to teach kids about money at each level to the point where they can receive it and understand it. Um, so there's no excuse, you know, so instead of saying what they should do or what this group or this organization or this school should do or this city should do, let's first start thinking about, well, what can I do? You know, we all talk a lot, but what can we do? What action can we take starting today when it comes to money? Because I'll tell you, like when I see and meet other people who are more successful, more wealthier, it wasn't necessarily because they are more intelligent or better. It's because they had opportunities that we didn't have. They had resources, they had connections, or they had a whole list of other things. But that doesn't mean that we can't get that either. Um, growing up in Black communities, lower income Black communities, because we know that there are Black communities out there. Every Black community isn't poor or low income. You know, there are very wealthy, successful Black communities out there, right? But for the Black communities that have the low income and the lack of resources, we have to ask ourselves, you know, and it's not that I feel like even though we're considered poor or low income in some Black communities, we still have the money. You know, the, the money is there. The money is there. Why? Because we're still spending it. Where are we getting this money from? Now, I get it. Some of it's legal. Some of it's not legal. But the point is, there is money in the Black communities. You know, why Why are there businesses putting their, why are other companies putting their businesses in Black communities? If we are so poor, if we don't have no money, if we are so, you know, um, you know, beneath everyone else, why are these businesses putting their businesses in the Black communities? Why? Because they know we spend the money there. Um, and I feel like we can get to a position where we can make certain decisions for ourselves, where we can actually elevate our own lifestyles individually and our lifestyles in general. You know, for example, when it comes to like financial literacy workshops, I've done them before. So many other people have done them before. But when we do those financial workshops, you know, I've seen people come into Black communities who never lived in a Black community or lived there and don't live there anymore and barely come into them to do anything. But they'll come and do a workshop and leave. There's no follow-up. There is no accessibility for people to follow up and ask questions. Um, you know, how is that really helping? You know, I feel that we also need to show more real-life examples. So if we feel that, not feel, if we want to help people in Black communities become homeowners, for an example, they need to see these real life examples. And when I say real life examples, I mean people who have lived in these same type of neighborhoods, but then they got to a position in their life where they can purchase a home. Like people need to see the real life examples and people need to share their journeys. You know, how did you get from being in a low income neighborhood 
to the point where you purchase a home that's $700,000. How did you get there? You know, people don't want to share their, their, their journeys or share their secrets or share how they got to where they are. They just want to show the, the, the arrival where they are now, but they don't want to show how they got there. You know, and they, they want to make you think it's a perfect, you know, straight line. They don't want to share the, the good and the bad of that journey. And I really love and appreciate people who can be honest and share their journey. Not saying you have to tell everybody every single thing, but at least share some stuff where other people know that it's possible for them. You know, we can't just tell people, do a budget, do a budget, read this book, watch this video. No, we need to see and feel your story as well. We need to see how did you get to where you're going? You know, if you have certain people that wants a certain career, wants a certain job, let's see those people in action. Like let somebody job shadow you or let somebody see you in action at your job. People need to see it. More action, less talking. If you tell people, oh, when you graduate, if you tell kids you should graduate high school, go to college or graduate high school, go to a trade school or graduate high school, start your own business, like whatever you're trying to do, let these kids see some real life examples of people doing what they are desiring to do. Like if someone wants to be a, um, a sound engineer, let that person shadow someone that is already successful at being a sound engineer. What if somebody wants to be a pediatrician? What if somebody wants to be an attorney? What if someone wants to be, uh, you know, a, a construction, an architect? Like, what if you want to be all these things? They need to see it, you know, even not just the kids, but us adults too. I know for me, like I would struggle with making certain decisions in my life because I didn't think it was possible. But when I started to connect and meet other people who are at levels that I desired to be, not just hear them talk at a conference, not just, you know, see their video online, but I was actually able to meet them in person, able to actually see them in action doing the job. That gave me more confidence and belief that, you know what, I could do this too. So when I say in Black communities that we should have more action and less talking, I think that we all should do our part to give back to our communities. And I get it. There are some people that are not from low income communities, didn't live in poor communities. And that doesn't mean that you can't help uh, black communities that are that type. And I'm not uh, saying that your journey isn't as important as someone who had a rough you know, upbringing. But what I'm saying is that when you are from the inner city, if you are from urban neighborhoods, low income neighborhoods, you and you actually got to a level where you are feeling successful, you are successful, you did increase your income, you did accomplish a lot of things financially. It just feels different when you're when you came from that and then you overcame it. And I think it's important for us, us people like that to go back in our communities and help the next generation or even help our peers. You know, there are, I'm 36 now and I know there are other people that's my age that still feel like they have not been able to reach a certain lifestyle that they desire. And it's okay because if you didn't get there at 20, at 30, at 40, at 50, it's never too late to make a different decision. Um, but I just want to encourage you to make sure that you're making time to go back into your neighborhoods where you grew up and give back, give back your time, 
give back your energy, give back your money, because it's going to need a combination of all of that. You know, there are times where I've given back my time. There's times where I've given back money. And there's times where I've given back, you know, resources, connections, all of that. And I feel that if we all work together, that can be a whole whole different level, you know? So it's not just about other people coming into Black communities. I feel like us in the Black community, we should do more of helping each other out. Sometimes when I'm on social media and I see people going back and forth in my hometown, arguing, cussing each other out, talking negatively, down in the next person, complaining. And it's like, y'all spending all this time on social media, going back and forth with people. For one, that takes a lot of energy mentally. It's draining to go back and forth arguing with people. I honestly don't even understand. Now, I know sometimes there's a time and place to go back and forth with people, right? I get it. Because there's some times where I've had moments where I'm like, I got to get this out, you know? But honestly, after you finish getting it out, you have to ask yourself, was it worth it? Was it worth me going back and forth with this person or these people? Was it worth me going back and forth? I want you to ask yourself, every time you're about to argue with somebody or you just finished going back and forth with someone, ask yourself, was it worth it? Like, what, what did we accomplish here? Did, did we accomplish anything for the greater good? Like, did we get anything moved forward from this verbal, you know, altercation? Now, I do, uh, I do like, you know, debates, healthy conversations, you know, agreeing to disagree. We, everybody won't be on the same page all the time and that's normal. But I feel like a lot of times people spend so much time on social media going back and forth, arguing about who's right, who's wrong, who should do this, who should do that, why they didn't do this, why they didn't do that. But you have to ask yourself, what are you doing? What are you going to do? You know, are you spending time in your community trying to make it better? Are you spending money in your community trying to make it better? Are you doing anything to contribute to elevate the community as a whole? Or are you just sitting complaining on social media all day? Are you sitting around gossiping all the time to your friends, talking about this person, talking about that person? Are you doing anything positive in your own life? You know, because if you're not doing nothing positive in your own life individually, it's going to be very difficult for you to try to contribute some positivity into other people's lives. So you have to ask yourself, are you doing anything positive in your own life? But I feel like we all can do something, you know, like I told you before, I'm a work in progress. I don't know it all, but I try to do my best every single day. And I try to continue learning and educating myself because we all don't know everything and things change every single day. So we all have to just do our part to be a good person, but to also be a good person to other people. So I want to encourage you to take a look at your community, your neighborhood, your city, and find ways that you can spend time giving back, whether if that's giving back with your time or if that's giving back with your money or if it's a little bit of both. Sometimes it's both. Sometimes it's one or the other. But what I know growing up in a black community that was considered poor, low income, lack of resources is that we need more action. It's way too many people talking about what we should do, what we should have, or who should do this for us, or why they should do that for us, or being mad at people for coming in and changing this and changing that. But we can't put our energy there. 
what we have to put our energy towards is how can we contribute to positive change? You know, we want to see something different. We got to get up and get out there consistently and make the change. So today, I want you to set some time to write down some things you desire your community to have. What do you want to see for yourself? And what do you want to see in your community? What do you feel our Black community, what should we have? What do you feel we need to be successful? Since so many people um, feel like they have all the answers, I want you to tell me, what do you feel like Black communities need? And when I say Black communities, I'm specifically talking about Black communities who are considered low income, lack of resources type of communities. What do we need? Who do we need? What are you willing to do to contribute to it? When are you going to start? Is it today? Next week? Are you waiting for a special occasion? Or are you waiting for a special holiday? What do we need? And what can we do to start working together instead of tearing each other apart? Because it really breaks my heart and makes me very upset sometimes when I see us argue with each other and fight with each other. And most of the time, when you find out what the argument is, it's not even that deep. It's not even that serious. And people are stressing themselves out and beefing with people when really our lives could be way more enjoyable if we work together instead of tear each other apart. So I know that's a whole nother conversation for another day, but I feel like black communities, we need more action from us who are in the communities and we need more action from other people who uh, desire to help in coming into these communities. We need more action and less talking. We do need the talking, right? but we need less of the talking, more action. So I wanna know, what are you gonna do this week to contribute to positive change in your neighborhoods, in your communities, financially, mentally, and physically? So you know with my show, that's what I highlight, is creating a lifestyle that you enjoy, financially, mentally, and physically. So financially, those three areas, financially, what are you gonna to do to contribute to positive change financially? What about mentally? Mental health is extremely important because that affects the money decisions that we make. And physically, we got to get up and move, y'all. We got to get up and move. We can't just sit around and be lazy all day. And getting up and moving, being physical helps with your money decisions as well. So I want to encourage you to make the time, make the space for this in your life. And overall, your quality of life will be so much better. So don't wonder what if, take a risk, and I will see you next week. You can be financially free with Cleo.